0: back to the, uh, the basement where we were meeting and get, get to get my final finalization on the committee of the people who going to who's going to go as delegates to the national convention oh yeah and before I left there uh, my name was not on there on the, as a delegate and the governor said Emmett you you have a right to be a, a, a delegate if you want to and I told him then I said governor uh, about two weeks ago the Republicans nominated a guy named Eisenhower to be their nominee for president and I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to vote for the man that the Democrats put in. I'm going to vote for Eisenhower. And said, uh, I told him, I said, I just don't want to participate in convention, Then I can't support the nominee, and I know that I can. And he made the remark at that time, he said, well, when the time comes in the fall, I might be in the same position that you are, but I can't do that now. As soon as Eisenhower was nominated, I made my mind up and most of the other Democrats in Texas did. Politicians did. You know, it, at, our, at our little caucus in San Antonio, we were appointing somebody who would vote for Stevenson if he was nominated, cast the electoral votes, and I couldn't find a single person in, our, in that whole convention that would do that except Fred Blundell, and he'd been district attorney on, on the payroll for the Democratic quarter for 15 or 20 years, and he didn't want to do. They didn't want to promise that they would vote cast the electoral vote they were gonna uh, that's how strong the sentiment was against Stevenson. Did people um, did the professional politicians, the people that were involved in politics, sense that Eisenhower was going to win regardless of the tie runs one way or the other, and they were wanting to he was a hero. He was he was a hero and, and Stevenson was, was tied into this machine, Chicago machine. He was one of them he'd been a governor of, of, of uh, Illinois for some time, you know. And did you know that uh, back in, people, you know our politics is not as, as filthy now as it was, and it's pretty filthy, you know, and it was then. But it's not as bad now as it was then? I don't think so. You can't get away with as much? No. A, the longer time though the more you think that old Truman made a pretty good departure. I, I was against Truman very strong because and that's one reason I was fired, now. I just thought we needed to change. I was tired of the FDR situation. Those people that were uh, upset with Truman or upset with them, upset really all the way back to Roosevelt, was there something more than just the titles that they were upset about? Were there other things that, that bothered them even more than that? Or? I I just don't know. You know, he never did have a the backing of anything but the machine there in Kansas City. I forget their name. Pendegris, huh? Pendegris. Yeah, Pendegris. See what Pendegris got? He got all the paving in Kansas City, and then he, uh, uh, in little, that little town that Truman lived in, he was a haberdasher. He sold clothes, and, and a in a store there close to that, and and he got his start from 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 that that point of view. But he was what I liked about him is is when somebody said something nasty about his daughter when she made that. Appearance in Washington on the piano, and he he, he just eat the ass out huh? and he should have. He, a little letter in print to beat the guy up, <laughs> and he would have too. And he and I I had a lot of respect, and the longer the time has gone, the more respect I really have for him. He was just a kind of old, old country boy, and he tried to do I think he tried to do what's right. One of the. The best experiences, and i say best because you know, I had a lot of fun out of it, was uh, 1952. That's when General Eisenhower was nominated for the Republican uh, uh, candidate uh, for president. And uh, Mrs. Davenport was a Republican. And of course I was a Democrat at times, and so I decided I was going to organize the uh, Democrats for Eisenhower here in Central Texas, and, and I was the chairman, the the men's chairman. Of the Democrats for Eisenhower, Mrs. Alden Davis was the was the woman's chairman of the Democrats for Eisenhower, and uh, Mrs. Damport was Miss uh, Mrs. Republican for Eisenhower, and so uh, we joined forces, and uh, an old boy named Horace Speller was was a uh, sort of the man for the Republicans and kind of ramrodding things for us, and and so Ms. Damport at that time I know was staying at the Austin Hotel because. Uh, uh, she would donate to both sides she just although she' was a Republican she would donate to the Democrats when we needed a little money she never gave me less than five hundred dollars when I needed it and uh, uh, the, the somebody I guess it was the Department of Public Safety had provided us with five or six uh, people and motorcycles to, to go along and patrol our, our route and you don't get that kind of help for nothing and we but we did and so we met up there and there was Downport's big old flat bedded uh, t- cattle truck, and they didn't have any sides on it, but it had manure two inches deep on the floor of it. And she had put a bunch of hay on it, but it smelled awful, and she had this band up there, to, and they, did, they had to sit on this hay on top of this uh, dried manure, and, and she was dressed up again like a gotcho. She was a gacho that day, and, uh, and quite a good gotcho, and, and she, of course, she always had her flask with her, but here we start out. And uh, I know Ann Bird and all was along, and like I said, oh, uh, I don't know who all else, all the, the good Eisenhower people were along. And we got up to Taylor for lunch. We were going to get up to Taylor for lunch and, and going to have a rally there. And, and nothing would suit Miss Downport but that she take the whole entourage, uh, about 30 of us, down to the country club at Taylor and have lunch and, on her. And then we'd come back and do our talking right there on the railroad tracks right there by the depot uh, after lunch. Well, of course, we had a few drinks down there, and Old Neil Douglas was was all for uh, ribbing things up. So, uh, we got back over after lunch, and and to work among the poor folks at whom we was trying to get the, the vote for Eisenhower, and and uh, Mid Downpour got up on his truck, and she'd had two or three drinks, and Old Neil had his photo had his uh, uh, pictures making machine there close, and he was telling us that pour it on, Ms. Downpour, pour it on. Well, she got up to make a speech, and she knew she was for Eisenhower. That's the main thing she knew about, it, and. But in her, in her enthusiasm, she mentioned the fact that uh, Governor uh, Marion A. Ferguson was going to come out from for Eisenhower before the campaign was over. Well, we nobody had any inkling of any such thing as that. And, of course, Ann Byrd uh, had married her grandson, and she knew how Mrs. Mrs. Ferguson had really tried to get out of politics. And Ann Byrd was standing next to me. She said, if Mrs. Ferguson hears about this, she's going to come out on the other side, and she's trying to keep her nose out of this right now. Well, old, old Neil wasn't running ribbed her into saying something like that. And we got off the platform as soon as we could and left Taylor, because we were doing more harm, we was doing good. And so, we stopped at all these little towns between uh, Taylor and Elgin, and finally we got to Elgin, it's three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and we figured we'd have enough. And so, uh, our our, our intuition started, to, the cars just started disappearing anyhow, we didn't have about six, eight more automobiles left, in her truck, and, and the band, and so, I just took out and come home, I figured we were doing more harm, it was good, the way things were going. And so, I come on home, and and about 6 o'clock that evening, for some reason or other, I, I had a reason to go back to town. And I went back to town, and there was Miss Davenport with her truck by herself and her band on, on Congress Avenue, just riding up down the avenue, playing music, and and uh, I don't know what she made any speeches, or not, but I knew she was doing more harm than she was good. But she had a good spirit, and she did the best she could, I guess, with what she had to do with. It. Then the time came when uh, Governor Shivers said that he was going to make it uh, a statewide broadcast on radio, and because we didn't have television those days. We're going to have it on radio, and he's going to come out uh, for Eidenauer. He'd been pushed into that position by Adelaide Stevenson saying that he wasn't going to be for the Tidelands, and and that gave Governor uh, Shivers a, a right to come out ag- against uh, Stevenson. So uh, then the Republicans, uh, which was met Ms. Davenport, and the Democrats, which Ms. Alden Davis and me, we were going to have a big rally down at the Coliseum. I think that is before the auditorium was ready. But anyway, we are going to have it at the Coliseum. And there we were going to join uh, hands, and everybody was going to be for General Eisenhower. And uh, uh, the governor was going to go on statewide uh, uh, radio and and make his announcement at that time. And so old uh, Carl Harden, I was going to be master of ceremonies. And Carl Harden, I was going to introduce him at some place in the proceedings. And and then uh, Governor Shivers was going to be introduced by Carl, and that's when he was going to come out uh, for Eisenhower. Well, we had Walter Long there, and we had Dr. Perry Patterson, and we had a lot of fine people. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, the, uh, it, the Coliseum was full. So we had this, uh, uh, I was sitting up on the platform there with Governor Shears had already gotten there, and most of the so-called dignitaries were sitting up on the front row, and and uh, we saw Miss Davenport come in the back of the hall, and she was dressed up fit to kill. I forget what she had on now, but she was staggering a little bit, and, and Alan saw her coming. You could smell her. Uh, 40 50 feet before she got to us. And, and Alan said, Emmy, said, she's drunk. Said, she's drunk. Said, now, you, she got to make a talk because she's the Republican, but you get her up there and get her down, and don't you let that woman embarrass me. <laughs> so we got her and lifted her on up through the steps there and got her sat down right next to me, and I held on to her. And, uh, uh, the first thing I did when we opened up the meeting, I got her up there and I held on to her and I introduced her and let her bow and I sat her down. Well, Ellen was sitting on needles and pins till that little meeting was over, I'll tell you that for sure, because she was in a position to embarrass the hell out of us, and, and but she didn't quite do it. But well, all in all, and I'll just have to say this, if, if I don't make any more remarks here about her on this tape, that, that my experience with her was one that uh, I had respect for her, And I even, I think I came to love her a little bit because of, because she was real. And she tried to gather people around her, but she did this, she put her money back in circulation and she didn't cause any, uh, any, uh, she might've caused a little inflation, but she didn't cause time to get hard because she was a miser. And uh, uh, if she doesn't get to heaven, I'm a little afraid I won't either.